This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review and the Houston Round Ball Review Radio with another one-on-none podcast. In this episode, I'll discuss the non-conference schedules as well as the class of 2021 signings for Houston Area College teams, Russell Westbrook, the Rockets, the NBA, and more. First up, Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars men's basketball program announced the signings of three high school seniors, two national letters of intent, NLI. All three will join the Cougs as college freshmen for the 2021-22 season. The Cougs signed JVR, JVA, Francis, Ramon Walker, and Robbie Armbrester. JVA, 6A205, attended Westbury Christian School in H-Town before transferring to Montverde Academy in Florida for his senior year. Quote from Coach Sampson about JVA. The more I watched Jay, the more I said, that kid is one of us. He plays hard. He is a tough kid and a young kid, so he has a lot of developing to do. He's a quick, quick jumper. We think his upside is tremendous. As Jay continues to develop, he has a chance to be special, end quote. Ramon Walker, 6'5", Coach Sampson says of him, the thing I like about Ramon Walker is his offensive versatility. He is a good rebounding guard, but his greatest strength is his ability to make threes. That's something we can tighten up with him. He can shoot it and he can rebound it. He's a Houston kid from Shadow Creek High School. We made a commitment that we were going to recruit inside out, and we think Ramon can impact our program. End quote. Ramon and JVA are Gavi Lewis Award finalists. Remember, I am on the committee. I'm just the media person, really, for the committee. High school basketball is not my bailiwick anymore, but Ramon and JVA were one of the finalists. The initial list was 50, period on 25, and we announced 10 finalists. And oddly enough, the winner of the 2020 award is now at U of H freshman Jamon Mark from Dickinson High School. But I digress. Back to the Cougs and these three young men they signed. Last but not least, Robbie Armbrester, 6'6", 220, from Georgia. He chose Houston over Georgia Tech, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Xavier, Clemson, Mississippi, and Georgia. Robbie is a high-energy dude, fearless, tough, and hard-nosed, Coach Sampson said. He is a positionless player. Robbie is going to develop into a player that we can put anywhere. He is a warrior, a tough, tough kid. He is versatile, and his greatest strength is that he doesn't have a lot of major weaknesses, end quote. He transferred from his high school, Terrell, in in Georgia to a school in Utah to complete his senior year before coming to the Cougs in uh, next fall well, really next summer, for the 2021-2022 season. The Cougs, at last, announced the U of H men's basketball non-conference schedule. Finally complete. A lot of ins and outs, ups and downs, but finally got the I's dotted and T's crossed. Here it is. Season tips off November 25th, home versus Lamar. Next, November 27th, home versus Boise State. That's the first game of the Southwest Showcase. Second game, 
for the Cougs will be November 29th against Texas Tech at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. So Boise State and Texas Tech are part, and Houston and Sam Houston State are part of the Southwest Showcase. Some games will be on campus. Some games will be in Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. Next, December 5th, home versus South Carolina, part of the AAC SEC Challenge, followed by December 9th, home versus Sam Houston State. December 12th, home versus Rice. And that game will probably be around 11 a.m. or noon because of the high school double hitter scheduled for Petita Center later that evening. And wrap it up, the non-conference December 19th at South Carolina. And in between some of those games in December, the AAC may have there may be a conference game or two for the Cougs early in to mid-December and then really wrap into it, get into high gear toward the end of December for the 20-game AAC conference schedule for this season. UH women's basketball. Ronald Huey, head coach of the women's team, announced the signing of Kendall Brown, 5'10 guard from DeSoto High School, a national power in high school girls basketball. Coach Huey said of Kendall, Kendall is a dynamic person. She comes from a great family. Both her and Bria Patterson come from the same high school and are built from the same cloth. DeSoto High School is one of the best in the country and is ranked every year. She is coming from a great pedigree, end quote. DeSoto went 32-3 and last season. And DeSoto High School has an assistant coach, Katie Creel, is a U of H alum. I covered Katie when she hooped for the Cougs moons ago. So Katie and I are getting up there in age now that Katie has players sending to U of H. And I'm still covering U of H women's basketball. How about that? U of H announced their non-conference schedule. Five games. Tipping off season opener November 25th at Oklahoma. Last year, the Cougs shocked me. I was there inside Petita Center when they destroyed Oklahoma. Coach Huey's squad's best game of the year. Beat Oklahoma by 16. They led by as much as 20 to 30. They dominated. Just destroyed Oklahoma. I was amazed and surprised. Pleasantly so. Head coach Sherry Cole, Oklahoma, was highly upset at her team's performance, or lack thereof, after the game. Well, she was... Not happy. Very, very upset about their Sooners' performance. But new season, new players. This time the game will be at Oklahoma inside the Lloyd Noble Center, tipping off the season for both teams on November 25th. The Cougs will go to Alabama on the 29th of November. December 5th, home versus South Carolina. That game is part of the AAC-SEC alliance on the women's side. Then December 8th, Coach Huey and the squad will go to Arlington to face head, new head coach Shrika Wright and Lady Mavs of UTA Arlington, of UT Arlington. And then the Cougs will wrap up the non-conference schedule home on December 11th versus Stephen F. Austin. Rice men's basketball announced the signing of 6'6 Damian McDowell Jr. from Inglewood, California. Head coach Scott Perra said, Today, 
I would like to announce the signing of Damian McDowell from Inglewood. Damian brings a tremendous skill set, versatility, and toughness to our program. He can play multiple positions on offense and guard multiple positions on defense. He is a relentless competitor and tireless worker, end quote. Rice women's basketball now. Next up, senior center Nancy Mulkey, all six foot nine of her, was named to the preseason Lisa Leslie Award watch list, which recognized the top centers in women's NCAA Division I college basketball, one of 20 watch list candidates. So kudos to Nancy Mulkey. Also, Nancy was selected to the list last preseason. She was voted this year's Conference USA Co. Preseason Player of the Year, as well as being named to the CUSA preseason team. She's a two-time CUSA Defensive Player of the Year. She ranked fifth in the NTA last season in blocks per game with 3.21 and earned a spot on the all-conference first team and all-defensive team for a second straight season after averaging 12.9 points, 6.9 rebounds, three blocks during league play. College basketball fans are encouraged to participate in fan voting in each of the three rounds. In early February, the watch list of 20 players will be narrowed to just 10. In early March, five finalists will be presented to Miss Lisa Leslie and the Hall of Fame Selection Committee. The winner of the 2021 Lisa Leslie Center Award will be presented on Friday, April 9th, 2021, along with the other four members of the Women's Starting Five. Additional awards being presented include the Nancy Lieberman Point Guard Award, the Ann Myers Drysdale Shooting Guard Award, the Cheryl Miller Small Forward Award, and the Katrina McLean Power Forward Award, in addition to the men's starting five, which is the Bob Cousy Point Guard Award, Jerry West Shooting Guard Award, Dr. J. Julius Irving Small Forward Award, Carl Malone Power Forward Award, and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Center Award. Rice women's team, head coach Tina Langley announced the signings of Malia Fisher from Dacula, Georgia, Hebron Christian Academy, Trinity Gooden from Midwest City, Oklahoma, and Choctaw High School, and Jordan Hobbs from Springboro, Ohio, and Springboro High School. All three will enter Rice in the fall of 2021 as a freshman and will become members of the Owls 2021-22 basketball squad. Houston Baptist men's basketball. Signed 6'3 guard Jake Arnold to an NLI. HBU head coach Ron Cottrell announced the signing of Jake to an NLI for the 2021-22 season. Arnold is a 6'3 guard from Katie Taylor High School, where he plays for head coach Matt Braden. He will join the Huskies after he earned all region honors as a junior. He averaged 23.5 points per game during his junior year shot 50.5% from the floor and added 6.5 rebounds and two steals per game. In addition to his all-region recognition, he was a first-team all-district performer as well as among the final 25 candidates for the Guy V. Lewis Award 
all this ties in, folks. These lo- coaches finally realize we got a lot of talent here in town, and they're keeping it in town. So God be Lewis Ward is recognizing the top high school boys players in the area, and it's good to see some of those players are signing with local area teams. HBU Men's Hoops announced the schedule for the 2020-21 season. HBU Men's Team, their non-conference schedule includes nine non-conference games and 16 Southland Conference matchups. HBU begins the season November 25th at TCU. Then they'll go to Tempe to face Arizona State November 29th. December 2nd, they'll be at SMU. December 5th, home versus Rice inside Sharp Gym. December 11th, home versus Champion Christian. I don't know who they are. In the IA, I'm not sure who they are. Just real talk right there. December 15th, they'll be at Rice inside Tudor Fieldhouse. December 17th, in Denton, Texas at North Texas. December 19th, at Oklahoma for the Huskies' first matchup ever against the, the Oklahoma Sooners. In wrapping up non-conference, it's December 30th, home versus Dallas Christian. Southland Conference play for HBU will begin Saturday, January 2nd, at home against Northwestern State. HBU's regular season will end Saturday, March 6th, at home versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Southland Conference men's basketball tournament is scheduled to begin Wednesday, March 10th at the Merrill Center in Katy, Texas. HBU Women's Hoops signed 5'6 guard, point guard, Felicity Hilford from Brighton, Victoria in Australia, might Australia, to a national letter of intent. Head coach Donna Finney said, quote, we are really happy that Felicity chose to be a Husky. She is tough and extremely passionate about this game and those, and in addition to her high basketball IQ and tireless work ethic, it'll make her an instant contributor for us. She's also an excellent student and will fit in seamlessly to this group of players. COVID-19 made it impossible for her to take her official visit, so we look forward to welcoming her to Houston next summer, end quote. HBU women's team also announced their schedule for the upcoming 2020-21 season. But keep this in mind. It's going to be a theme for the next few minutes in the podcast. It's a quote from Coach Finney. It has been very challenging putting together a schedule this year, but we are thrilled to have the opportunity to play. We know that this schedule is subject to change, but our team will appreciate every opportunity we have to compete and give 100% when we do get out there on the floor, end quote. The four non-conference games for HBU, five, excuse me, five games for HBU women. HBU will start the season at Rice, November 25th. Next, December 5th, home versus Arlington Baptist. Then December 12th, home versus McMurray. December 14th, home versus Letourneau. And then December 19th, wrapping it up on the road at Grand Canyon University. HBU will begin Southland Conference play Saturday, November 2nd inside Sharp Gym versus Northwestern State. The regular season will end Saturday, March 6th at home versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Doubleheader with the men. Notice that. 
but we have a tip time set for the women's matchup. It will be at 2 p.m., scheduled to be at 2 p.m. The Southland Conference Women's Basketball Tournament begins Thursday, March 11th at the Merrill Center in Katy, Texas. Now, as I said, for the next few minutes, here we go. As part of this busy week, I participated in media availability sessions for the Baylor Lady Bears, Texas Longhorns, and the Houston Cougars men's and women's basketball teams. The impact of COVID-19 on the upcoming season was one of the many topics discussed. And I'm going to share comments from U of H women's hoops head coach Ronald Huey first, followed by comments from Kim Mulkey, head coach of the Baylor Lady Bears. Take a listen. I think in a normal year, that would be the case. But I think with COVID, uh, I think everything's up in the air just because you can get the game before or two days before and not have your full team going into the game. Um, you know, somebody could test positive and the game could be paused or because we're doing uh, three times a week testing and some antigen contact tracing might be out a little bit on that. And so we might just take that one person out and it could be a point guard. It could be a post player. It could be a starter. So I think in a normal year, that would be, you know, we, we know we can compete and we can probably beat this team. But this year, I think all that's out the window because at the end of the day, you know, when you get up on the day of, of game day and you take that test, I think you're going to sit there with your fingers crossed, just hoping that you can at least have your full roster or at least play the game. And I think once you can woos off from that, you can kind of get focused on where you need to be in the game and get yourself prepared to, to win. Yeah, I, I was just having this talk with uh, Coach McNeil over at ECU, and I think we'll get in about 18 games. Um, so the uh, American, all the head coaches we're already talking about, uh, with Brian Thornton, um, the new – executive director of men's and women's basketball about what's going to be um, the, how we're going to choose the conference championship. You know, who's going to play in that? Who's going to be, let's say Memphis get in 18 games. We get in 16 games. We hadn't had a chance to play Memphis yet. That kind of stuff was how it's going to affect seed and that kind of stuff. So they're trying to work through that right now, just because, I just like football. I don't think we're going to get in 25 games. I think we, we might get close to 20. But um, unlike football, we don't have room to reschedule games. So we have to move on to the next one. Um, I think maybe the SEC and the Big Ten are working on two uh, open dates to be able to try to put games in. Um, I know we will have a bye. I just don't know if you're going to have an opportunity to uh, be able to squeeze a game in there or not. Um, especially conference game, um, unless you and the, the uh, team you're supposed to play, both of y'all just have to have the same buy again. But I think it's going to be difficult to try to, you know, pause for 10, 12, 14 days because of a, a test and then reschedule that game and come back and play. I think it's going to be impossible to try to do that in basketball. Exactly. I already know some people that have some injuries. They're trying to get those injured people back just because I know in America we're talking about you got to have at least eight players healthy to be able to play a game. Because um, I know some people that's already below eight and trying to practice with five and six because of COVID and injuries and things like that. And the SEC, I heard, is seven. They're trying to say you got to have at least seven players. So 
each conference is trying to do that. I hadn't heard what the Big 12 has said yet, but that is going to be tremendous for each and every program this year. The thing that I share with them, and this is something that is very, very difficult, guys. I don't know if we're going to be required to play if we only have seven players this year. That seems to be what I've heard. Well, what if I have six guards and one post? What if I have four posts and two? You know, I I can't go out there and teach them offenses based upon uh, my two ball handlers are out with COVID. Well, who's going to bring the ball up the floor? Queen, Melissa, I, you know. Those are things that you think are going to be difficult to watch. How do you sit there as a coach and and make those adjustments on the fly? You know, that's that's the hard part for me to to understand. I've I've always thought eight's the magical number. You know, you you, you should be able to have eight basketball players rotate in. But again, you don't know from game to game if you're going to have all post and one ball handler. You don't know if both your point guards are going to be gone. Well, who's my third ball handler? I'm not sitting there in practice, but I do bring it up and I let them know you might be my point guard for two or three games. Those games may be on television. And so prepare yourself as media to what you may see, and that is some ugly basketball. So you kind of prepare them for anything um, that we may see, but you can't spend a lot of your time doing five or six different things because you're concerned about what ifs. Just go practice every day, make us a better team, and uh, just hope and pray that uh, COVID, you know, stays away from us. But it's the luck of the draw. Uh, we're all going to be hit with it. And um Games will be canceled, as you're seeing. Games will be postponed. I think you'll have teams in our conference that will play, you know, not the same number of games. So how do you pick a champion? I don't know. So listening to the comments from the coaches, I said it earlier in previous podcasts, it's going to be very difficult for a team to complete their entire schedule. It ain't happening. I don't see it happening. You got two COVID spread all over the country. Too many folks refuse to take it seriously. Too many folks refuse to cover their faces. Too many folks refuse to wash their hands with soap and water, use sanitizer. So games will be postponed, games will be canceled, and games will not be made up. Just, just prepare yourself, as Coach Mulkey said. Prepare yourself. The AAC on ESPN Plus. The American Athletic Conference is now on ESPN Plus. If you don't have ESPN Plus, sign up via links posted on my website, HoustonRoundBallReview.com or on the Houston Round Ball Reviews Men's Hoops Blog or the Houston Round Ball Reviews Women's Hoops Blog. The monthly cost for ESPN Plus is $5.00. 99 cents. The annual price is 49.99. I'm going to say this one more time. The American is on ESPN Plus. Why in the world did they drop the ball and not have a virtual media day on ESPN Plus? I said in previous podcast, 
I'm going to say it again because I saw the Big South women's basketball had a virtual media day scheduled for ESPN Plus. Big South. One more time, the Big South. So if the Big South can do it, the American Athletic Conference couldn't do it. The first year of your new contract with ESPN, ESPN Plus, an opportunity for you to brand and promote your conference, your product, your teams, your student assets, oops, I mean student athletes, coaches, chances for you to promote and mention your men's and women's college basketball tournament will be held inside Dickey's Arena in March. So many chances to promote your conference, your product, content for your channel on ESPN Plus, but you don't do it? Why the hell not? Who thought that was a good idea? Moving to Fort Worth, moving to Texas, because it's closer geographically for your members. Moving to Texas, this is football country. Hell, Fort Worth is Big 12 country. So you're going to miss an opportunity to promote your conference, your players and coaches, your tournament, by not having a media day session on ESPN+. Plus. That's a big fail right there. Big fail, big fail, big fail, big fail. I don't get it. Opportunities like that, and yet you still want to be thought of and considered P6. ACC had virtual media day. Big 10 had virtual media day. Pac-12 had virtual media day. Big 12 had virtual media day. SEC. I believe had a virtual media day. The AAC couldn't. The AAC didn't. You announce the predictions and conference teams and preseason honors, but you couldn't put that in a format to have it on ESPN Plus. Big, big, big. One more time. Big fail. Speaking of big fails. The Houston Rockets are a mess. Reports, rumors, last few days, Russell Westbrook wants out. Russell Westbrook wants to be traded. Russell Westbrook is not happy with the offense, which kind of shocks the hell out of me because new head coach Steven Silas hasn't even put in the offense. Russ wants more accountability. Russ isn't happy with ownership. This is a mess. I said it on, I was a guest on AJ Jones, KYK's lunch break a few days ago. AJ asked for my opinion and insight on this mess on the show. You can go to AJ's Andre Jones YouTube channel. It's on my Facebook page as well. Houston Round Ball Reviews Facebook page. You can listen, watch, see see my shiny bald head and AJ's Shining ball head as we discuss the Rockets. Common theme in this is James Harden. Reports, 
Kelly Eco, Sam Amick, Amick, A-M-I-C-K, and Sham Sharanio of The Athletic, put a detailed article together describing the issues in within the organization. James Harden is common thread. Going back to Dwight Howard. Accountability issues. Chris Paul and James Harden. Accountability issues. Kevin McHale, James Harden. Accountability issues. Russ, James Harden. Accountability issues. Common thread is James Harden. Rockets coddle James Harden. But that, that, something must have happened. Something else must have happened because franchises coddle their superstars in every sport. So something else must have happened to be a tipping point. And what house got into verbal beefs with Russ and James. Mr. P.J. Tucker was not happy, isn't happy with his contract status and salary at the franchise. He feels slighted by the franchise for not giving him a uh, contract bump and waited so long to extend the uh, exercise, the option in his contract extension. There's problems going on in, in this franchise. Russ said, I think, on Stephen A. Smith's Instagram, this was not true. All this stuff is just being made up. We'll see. I think if it is true, I don't like it because it's it's in the beginning of the tenures of Raphael Stone and Stephen Silas's time with the Rockets. Why now? The NBA is about to start the new season and Russ hasn't given Steven Silas and Rafael Stone a chance to improve the ball club, improve the offense. And you want out? Supposedly you want out? Why not give them a chance? See what they can do. If it doesn't work, February deadline is coming up. Then trade you behind. Get out of here. It all starts at the top though. Ownership. Tim Fertitta, the culture established at the top. That's true in every in everything. Culture, winning culture, cultural mindset, accountability culture starts at the top. In win, in any organization. I'll leave it at that. The NBA shifted. All the NBA start on December 22nd has shuffled up my plans because I was playing the NBA not going to start till January initially. Give me a month to focus on college hoops because that's really my main, well, I'd like to be my main area of focus. But no, NBA now going to start on December 22nd. Training camp will begin on December 1st, which may negate. I had planned to go see a game out of town. That may not happen now because of the training camp starting on the first. They're going to be preseason games, although I have no idea why, especially this year because of COVID. Preseason games are meaningless. No fans, although the NBA is trying to get fans and Golden State owners ownership is trying to institute a plan and pay for it. Spend $30 million 
out of his own pocket, Stephen Lakup, his own pocket for PCR testing, the most accurate COVID-19 testing to have 50% fan capacity in the arena, the new arena, the brand new arena. He's trying to get approval from the city, county, and state government officials. He's going to present the plan to them and hope it gets approved. Testing, fans have to wear masks, fans have to test. The Warriors are going to take care of all that. Wow. That's where we are. December is coming around. We're still having COVID-19 problems are growing at an exponential rate. This could have been mitigated months ago if certain people would would have taken it more seriously. But I digress. We know how I feel about that clown and his minions who believe and spew out garbage every time they talk. NBA. The NBA and the National Basketball Player Association have agreed in principle to these following items. The 2020-21 season will begin on Tuesday, November. The 2020-21 season will begin on Tuesday, December 22nd, and will feature each team playing a 72-game schedule. The full regular season and broadcast schedules will be released at a future date. A new system will be used to ensure the parties' agreed-upon split of basketball-related related income. In the event player compensation were to exceed the player's designated share in any season, necessary salary reductions beyond the standard 10% escrow would be spread across that season and potentially the following two seasons, subject to a maximum salary reduction in any season of 20%. For the 2020-21 season, the salary cap will be $109.140 million dollars and the tax level will be $132.627 million. In subsequent seasons of the CBA, the salary cap and tax level will increase by a minimum of 3% and a maximum of 10% over the prior season. Teams' tax payments will be reduced in proportion to any basketball-related income decreases. So, for example, the Warriors may... Not because of this agreement proposal here of the reduction in tax payments, the Warriors will be paying less in taxes based on the decrease in basketball-related income. So if the BRI for this season decreases 30%, the Warriors' tax payment will decrease 30%. Free agent negotiations will begin on November 22nd at 5 p.m. Central Time with signings started at 11.01 Central Time on November 22nd. Remember, the 2020 draft takes place Wednesday, November 18th. So the draft is November 18th. Negotiations begin November 20th. Signings start November 22nd. Ooh, boy. And, of course... College basketball starts, hopefully, November 25th. 20 teams, at least last I saw, 20 teams had postponed shutdown practice 
because of COVID positive tests. The Ivy League has canceled winter, winter sports. So decisions, impacts of COVID in college basketball are just growing and will continue to grow. What could have been with better leadership and people who trust science. Listen to Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with host Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports and co-hosts Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. You can catch the show on Houston Round Ball Review Radio during the week at 8 a.m., 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Or you can watch their show on Facebook Watch or at Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on YouTube. You can catch more of my one-on-one podcasts on the podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as on the Houston Roundball Reviews radio station at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. Tune in to Houston Roundball Review Radio at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro for more audio from me as well as additional podcasts from colleagues discussing the Rockets, Houston, Texas, HBCU sports and culture, and also women's basketball. I am Chris Gardner, KG of the Houston Roundball Review. Visit my website at HoustonRoundBallReview.com for articles and links to my podcasts and videos. While you're at the site, please support the Houston Roundball Review by contributing via PayPal. Or you can contribute via the Cash App, Christopher Gardner, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can also sign up via links on my site to get the Disney bundle, which includes Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. The monthly cost for Disney Plus is $6.99, and the annual price is $69.99. Save 30% when you bundle all three. If you already have one of the three streaming services, you can add the other two and get the bundle. Season two of The Mandalorian is now available. They're now up to chapter 11 of season two is available. The popular anime series One Punch Man and dramas such as The Handmaid's Tale plus comedies like Blackish are available on Hulu. A new, new episodes of Animaniacs will premiere on Hulu starting November 20th. 13 new episodes of Animaniacs, one of my favorite cartoons ever. The Houston Round Ball Review has been around since 1994. This week, my website has info about Baylor, Lady Bears, Texas A&M, Texas Longhorns, Houston Cougars, HBU, Rice, 
the NCA awards for the Hoop Hall Awards, men and women, plus Rockets and Russ. Been a full week. Houston Roundball Review Radio is another avenue for me to share news and info with you. In addition to being on KYLK on Thursday, Saturday I was on a station in Rochester, New York. Pro Talk Plus discussing the Rockets. I'm national. Houston Roundball Review is national. Remember that. The Houston Roundball Review. Local name. National perspective. Thank you for your time. Take care.